Folks, what it do, what it do. Team no sleep in the building. Goodness, I know we're we starting a couple of minutes late, but that, that's my fault this week. Good Lord, I, I got wires hanging all over the place. I'm looking at them and say, Montel, pray for you, boy. Pray for me. <laughs> I got you, man. I got you. I know, okay. I, I know throw you under the bus like you do when I'm a little late. So hey, I'm, 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 there I'm there we go. Like we haven't even been streaming for two minutes, and you already just threw it up. Don't make me look bad. We, we got somebody sitting in the green room, but listen. Uh, how you doing? How you doing? Talk to the folks real quick. But uh, blessed, man, blessed as usual, man. Glad yeah. to see another day. All this madness going on in the news and stuff, man. I'm just happy, you know, that we, we get an opportunity to do our show again and, and you know, bring success and light on some of these stories that's going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, man, let, we're not going to mess around. We're going to go ahead and get focused. We're going to go ahead and get moving. As always, we got some topics that we want to get moving with y'all. Uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and do the uh, formal introductions to the man behind the scenes and let folks know who we got uh, got coming up. Absolutely. We got a retired NFL player, um, former 1998 uh, Pac-12 player of the year, Heisman Trophy finalist, the man that put Oregon on the map. They don't want to talk about it, but he put Oregon on the map. Uh, he's probably was one of the guys that helped transcend uh, quarterback in the college. You know, from uh, definitely from an African-American standpoint, he was a unicorn back in his day. There wasn't too many like him. And the further ado, let's bring out Akili Smith. He didn't call the man a unicorn. L listen, come on. <laughs> come on. He, he didn't really call him a unicorn. Boy, I, see, okay. Are we going to leave that alone? I, go ahead now. Come on now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be truthful. Hey, there, there wasn't, there, when he played, when, when Akili played at Oregon, there was not a lot of guys in college football that looked like him that played like him. Let's just be, let's just keep it honestly. That's that was I appreciate that. I appreciate before, yeah, that. before 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 the Michael Vick, before the Cam Newton's, before the Donovan McNabb, before all of them, it was the Keely Smith that set the tone and he transcended it the way it was played, football was played in those days. So I don't think he gets enough uh accolades for that. Um the man the man has an impeccable, impeccable resume. You know, people want to try to talk about his NFL career that was kind of short tender, but up until that point. And even beyond that point, he achieved what, what not even one percent of this world does that plays football. He's already achieved it and done it, been there, done it. So I think we need to give him his flowers while he's still here. And I know the brother knows the X's and O's. Yeah. Like I said, he was one of the most talented quarterbacks he played in this time. So we got we got a salute to that man. Look, Definitely. Look at you, you better than, right better on, than Steve Harvey over there. But <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> you bring it on real. Appreciate you for being here, brother. Listen, if you don't mind. Montel can, can definitely do the 30,000 foot level, but if, can you tell folks who may not know who you are, kind of your origin story and kind of where you are right now and just, you know, who Achilles Smith is, if you don't mind, man. Yeah, you know, just born and raised in Southeast San Diego. Uh, I played my youth ball at Skyline, Skyline Park uh, under the Pop Warner tenure. Now you got AYF and you got King Conference. You got so many different conferences going on right now. But back then, Pop Warner was cash cow, you know, and then from there, I ended up going to Lincoln High School after my dad bounced me around a little bit. I played minor league baseball for two and a half years, got drafted in the seventh round with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Once that was done, I came back to San Diego, went to Grossmont Junior College uh, for two years, excelled there, ended up being the number one quarterback in the nation at Grossmont Junior College. And that's when Coach Bellotti and Coach Peterson came to a practice and sold me on the opportunity to be a quarterback at the University of Oregon. Uh, once that was complete, we had a nice year at Oregon. I, I believe we got blown out in one game. That's when uh, Arizona had that 
desert swarm uh, working out there with Chris McAllister and those guys. I mean, that defense, that defense was vicious back then. You know, yeah. they don't get a lot of credit. Hopefully Arizona could get their, their act together. I actually like Coach Fish. My family likes Co uh, Coach Fish. And then I was able to be the third pick in the NFL draft uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, listen, yep. man, don't, don't be humble now, right? Because you, you said a couple <laughs> things. I, I want to make sure folks don't just gloss over that. Man said he was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's baseball. And mm -hmm. this, this man was Bo Jackson before Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. definitely. So like, yeah. talk. let's talk a little. Uh, I, I know we're going to get into some key stories, but uh, I'd love to talk about just, just that whole aspect, right? Be, being a, a – your Twitter account says triple threat, right? Just Just the fact of being – uh, excelling at that level at, at these mm -hmm. sports at the same time. Talk to us a little bit about that, right? Being, ha having the opportunity to go into major league baseball, but then deciding to go into the national football league. And then, like you say, day one, night, the first night getting your name called, right? What, what, 15 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that's huge. That's Anytime you got an opportunity. Yeah, to get drafted in two sports, man. I don't I don't like to brag about it, but there's not a lot of people that can say they got drafted in two sports. Yeah. You know, and chasing those dreams uh in baseball was my dad's dream. Uh he made a bad decision, ended up going to the penitentiary. Uh he had to lay down for three and a half years. And when he got out, that's when he came and got me. And I was kind of chasing his dream, which was baseball, mm. but ultimately I wanted to play football, you know. So I spent two and a half years trying to hit that curveball and like Tony Gwynn always said, if, if you're a good curveball hitter, you can see that dot on the curveball. Yeah. You know, for me, I could never see that dot. So <laughs> that's why I had to go back to uh <laughs> back to football. But uh it was it was a great experience. You know, anytime you get opportunity to get a contract at 17 years old out of Southeast San Diego, you can help your family out a little bit. Um, it's definitely a blessing. Awesome, awesome. But let me let me acknowledge this comment here. This is my mom, but you know, mom, that's the wrong Oregon. Yeah, he, he he was a duck. We gonna be beaver. So, I, 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 that's why I didn't wear no OSU gear, right? I, I didn't wear none of my my orange and black right now. I didn't, I didn't want to have, have you going through no fits or nothing but that. Yeah, don't do that. that. <laughs> but I tell wait, let let's go ahead and get into it, man. Right, we always talk about kind of the social impacting story of of the day, but. I'm, I'm going to throw you a curve, man, because another one came out this morning that is unfortunate. And since I'm up in Sacramento, I kind of want to talk a little bit about this and just, just get some, get some uh, uh, awakening to this. Right. So where, where are we at here? Former Sacramento Kings player Caleb Swanigan, I believe is, is his yeah. last name. We, we, we lost him. Uh, well, we found out that we lost him this morning. So, uh, again, wanted, just wanted to give some shots out to his family and the people that are around yeah. him. Let me make sure. Uh, oh Lord, let me, let me get the right uh, screen going. There we go. There we go. 25 years old, right? That's, that's, a, that's a shame. Wow. I have to lose someone that young Sacramento Kings uh, basketball player. We just uh, found out again that we lost in the team and the announcement this morning. I know some folks that went mm -hmm. to Purdue and kind of, and we're also just kind of brokenhearted about this, but you know, some terribly sad news and just wanted to give some, some homage to that since that's coming here from my hometown. Yep, no question. Yep, that's sad. I mean, it, that's sad that you know, sad that uh, that situation happened for such a young man, such a young talent. Yeah, talented man. You know, able to make it to the league, and you know, like you said, trying to you know, guys trying to do right, and something like this happens. I mean, we never like to hear these things, but you know, uh, prayers to his family. You know, his family and his friends. Right. You know, obviously, okay. for strength. You know, plays to the Kings. 
I think he also played for Portland as well. So pray to all those guys who supported this young man in, in his journey. So, yeah. um, you know, I hope, I hope, I hope, you know, like all we can do is pray for his family and have things. Everything is okay. Yeah. We, no hasn't question. been any no identification in terms of what happened, but again, at 25, something's way too young. Right. So, mm-hmm. so Way too hopefully young. We, we can find out what, what it was and, and probably prevent someone, the, the next person uh, from, from that early age. of So, um, Deshaun Watson, brother, we, 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 didn't, oh, we man. Didn't, see, there you go. We, we didn't talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this brother has gone from five, 10, 18, then gone up to 66. Now it's gotten to the point where, you know, his attorney is saying 20 of 24 lawsuits have been settled. I'll put them in, in air quotes right there. Mm-hmm. This, this is just, this is worse than the night, than a, than a nightmare, worse than a soap opera. It's, it's not funny. It's, it's coming out as well that we're seeing onus responsibility on both Deshaun Watson himself and on, on Houston. Right. Just just right. knowing kind of the, the pattern and knowing the the way that th- things were probably going down again, not, not, not making any assumptions, but just saying, you know, just knowing that there was probably something going on that probably should have been nipped in the bud, so to speak. Talk to us a little bit about what your guys thoughts are about what what's happening right now. And when you see this news has come out, 20 of the 24 lawsuits filed against uh, Deshaun Watson have now been again settled. Give me, give me, I'll mean, tell you what. Oh, go ahead, keep going. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, because... Go ahead. Yeah, you know, for me, the way that I look at it is, it seems like everything started to happen when he wanted to get out of Houston. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of when things started to kind of kick off a little bit. Explain that a little bit. Go go a little bit further now, because you've been in that locker room, so you you can talk a little bit more, mm, right, in depth about this. Talk a little bit about what you mean specifically by that. Yeah, it, it... from, from what I'm reading between the lines, because we've had some meetings in Cincinnati too, where it was me, Takio, Big Willie, Corey Dillon. We, we met with management and we talked about the proper food. We talked about uniforms. We talked about all kinds of stuff that we could do to try to help the Cincinnati Bengals organization. And obviously they didn't listen back then. So from what I was reading and trying to gather, it looks like Deshaun Watson was having some communication with uh, the front office. The front office didn't like what he was saying. Deshaun Watson decided to get up out of there and said, go ahead and trade. And then that's when everything kind of exploded mm. a little bit. But now here's the caveat when we dive into this thing a little bit deeper. Uh, deeper. Um, the lawyer that was going against Deshaun Watson was neighbors with the owner of the Houston Texans. Man. Right? Mm. So he's right down the street. <laughs> so what type of conversations are they having behind the scenes to try to, yeah, to try to blackball Deshaun Watson um, so that they don't have to pay him all that money that was guaranteed in his contract, mm-hmm. right? So that 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 raises a red flag uh, for me. Now, I will say this. There are massage parlors where you can, you know, get a happy ending. Let's just call it what it is, mm-hmm. you know? But for the amount of people that were coming forward, the amount of women, I don't believe that. And I think that's why 20 lawsuits were dropped today. Mm. You're right. My, my question to you, my, my question for you, knowing Deshaun Watson is that high profile player, he's the face of the organization by, by, by all means at this point. He, they, he's, this is, he had whatever, 20, 24 cases, 67 accounts. You, that in the front office of somebody has to know 
these allegations are bubbling somewhere on him before it comes to this head to the public in order to prevent it. I've always said that Deshaun Watson actually has an issue, right? He has a problem, whatever he's dealing with. But Houston either masked it or covered it up. So they're just as fault as he is in this situation. No, right. They yeah. did nothing about it while he was the star player on the team. Am I, am I right? And I, 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 you are exactly right because I read that about two or three weeks ago where Houston was sending some masseuses out to him and they were actually recommending some masseuses for him to go to. So they had to yeah. do something. There's got to be some other players on the team that was going to those same masseuse. But why was the Deshaun Watson? You know, and I really believe he's that good of a player. Uh, he led the league in passing uh, the last time he was on the field. And I think they were really upset that he was trying to get out of there. Yeah, I, I think it's all stuff from them trying to leave. I agree with you 100%. I, yeah. I, 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 I just have a problem that he, his name, his legacy is being dragged through the mud. He's only not right. going to lose money, but lose time in the NFL. And it seems like the Houston Texans that knew about this, nothing has been being done. Like the leaders doing nothing to them. Well, they knew he was, when they knew he was exhibiting this behavior, they could have put a nip to it or a stop to it or addressed it with him to, to, to curve it down. They did nothing. They were like, so long as you're not a star player, we go, well, you ain't got nothing to worry about. As soon as he says, I don't want to play for you no more, everything's going to hit the fan. Everything hit the fan. You're this bad guy all of a sudden. You're this guy that we don't want nothing to do with. And that thing, and they're just as guilty as he is. So I don't know why I'm, the NFL is not pursuing Houston in the investigation saying, hold on, you guys know about this. You did nothing about it. Um, why aren't you giving why yeah. why aren't you handling this like just as hard as he is? And and that's the and that's the nature of the beast. I mean, emails must be checked. They got to check phone logs and all that type of stuff. Houston's got to be investigated. Uh, we'll see if they do that because typically the NFL owners are always right. You know, they they made yeah, these yeah. boots at the owners' meetings. The GMs are sitting in on these meetings. We can dive into that another time as well. But this is what we're dealing with, you know, as players trying to uh, make a living in the NFL. And it becomes difficult when you go against that that beast called the NFL. Wow. Mm. Let, me, let, me, let me ask this, man, because Achilles, literally, you – were in that same situation, being that, and let me be clear, right? You were a quarterback in the National Football League. You've got people around you who are, well, this is my question that we've asked before a month on that. Don't you have people around you watching to make sure that, again, if you just start quarterback for this franchise, that you got a squad that's saying, hey, man, you probably should be doing this. We, we, we probably should go we should probably go to this club instead of going to this club. All right. You, you don't need yeah. 66 uh, massage therapists. You only need five, you know, at, at that level, at that position. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's, it's been a little bit of time since you've been in the league, but again, again, you were literally at behind centered at, at, in the same role with, I think a support squad. Talk to us a little bit about why, again, there was nobody helping Deshaun with, with this type of thing. When, before it got so much out of hand. I, I guess that's that's a question that I've had ever since this whole story that has been breaking for us. Well, I'm, I'm going to be quite frank with you. He probably has some people in his corner that was helping him and trying to persuade him to make the right decisions. But when you're the number one passer in the NFL and you're making 10, 15 million a year, sometimes you, you're not listening to those advisors and those people around you. <laughs> you know, you look, you get in your car and say, nah, I don't need nobody around me today. I'm going over here. To Tell it like I'm it is. Relax. Okay. It's, been a, it's been a tough day. And I'll check back with you guys in a couple hours. 
<laughs> you need me to drive you to the, to the house? No. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I got it today. I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they don't get that relevant in that answer. That's, right that's the more that's, 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 that's the that's that's the truth. You know, everybody yeah. has a nice team in their in their corner where you got people that's looking out for you and trying to make sure you're making all the right decisions. But then there's some times where you just want to be left alone to go unwind a little bit. And it looks like for him, unwinding was to get a deep tissue massage and do whatever he was doing behind closed doors. Wow. Now, I got a question on, on, this, on this whole scenario. So now they're, they're saying 20 out of the 24 have been settled, right? So I'm right. sure there was an undisclosed amount of money. I, I have a problem with, you know, people claiming sexual assault or sexual battery or sexual misconduct. To me, it seems like for a payday in this instance. Like, because if you really thought you were violated in the situation, you want to go to the extreme, right? The press. And I know he wasn't charged with any criminal charges. So now they're going to the civil suit. But I'm going to try to sell him for maximum. If I been, if I thought you really violated me, I want to go for the maximum. For 20 to settle to settle all of a sudden now, I hate to say it, man, it sounds like a payday. Like, like it's a it's a money chase in the, in the sense that, or at least all 20. I don't want to discredit their being, you know, something being done to them or they're being assaulted. But to me, on the outside surface, it looks that way. Hey, he did something. It might have been a proper for the, what, 20 minutes? Oh, now I'm going to go get this payday. He sexually assaulted me. He did this. I, I'm i not demeaning way, but I know women go in the club and they get their foot grabbed. They don't say nothing, right? Yep. They don't do yep. anything. And there's nothing there, there. But now I'm certain that they're in a situation with Deshaun Watson. It seems like it's been a, it's been a payday. And it, it it takes away from women that are really been sexually assaulted or really been sexually misconduct against. And it also makes athlete, professional athletes now have even a more of a guard up about doing anything with anybody, right? And get in this situation. Is that, is that kind of a rare right. assessment? It, 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 that, that's definitely a fair assessment. And, and see, here's the thing. I wish that it was public record so we can see what that settlement yeah. was, right? Mm -hmm. that That's what it's about. What was the settlement? Can we dig up those files to see exactly what it was? Because it's like this. You think about the, the youngsters that's in college, right? One of the ladies or one of the girls say he grabbed my butt of sexual harassment. He gets kicked off the team. Come to find out she was lying because he didn't want to be her girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like, okay, if this type of stuff continues to happen, at what point are we going to start to charge those females or males that are putting that person in that predicament? Because it's yeah. not right, especially when you're just going after money. You know, sabotage mm -hmm. this man's career. You know, sabotage his name. His kids is looking at him crazy. His family's looking at him crazy. And then all of a sudden, oh, we settled. And now let's go back to playing with the Cleveland Browns. Everything is hunky dory. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. It's not. It's it's just not fair. You know, not fair yeah. at all. If they were to say, if they know it's testimony, ah, huh, yeah. I mean, that is a fair assessment. Depending on who's grabbing their yeah. butts, if they know the money's attached, yeah, I. I agree, man. I, I I completely agree with that comment. Um, and it's, yeah, that, and it's that's, such a, that's a right on who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago up up in uh, up in Washington State. So he's yeah. behind the scenes too. He knows a little bit about what's going on too with, with the league. Yeah, so. it, it, it's, it's it's it's. I just think it's sad, man. It, I mean, it takes away from both sides, right? It takes away from the victims, yeah. that have been that have that situation, and now it makes right. you know NFL players, the players in the situation, they got to be more cautious than anything for anything they do right now because. Everybody's out for it. Everybody's to get it done. And it's, it sucks because their money is publicized, right? It's publicized. Right. Trying to watch it it's publicized yeah. how much money he got. So now he, yeah. now he's more of a target. You know, um, we talked about it with the NIL thing. I, we'll go into that a little bit. I think hopefully we get a chance to go into that. Yeah. I got a real deep concern about that, but I'm saying 
it's funny that these NFL guys could be targets, but like you said, the person that either claimed, lied, or it wasn't as serious as they thought it was, there's nothing, there's no repercussions for them at all. Yeah. Nothing. They just nothing. walk into the sunset and go on about their business. Got them. It's, it's not fair. It needs to be changed. And somebody needs to try to discuss that because we got to put it into that ASAP. We cannot continue to allow people to accuse X, Y, and Z of some type of sexual harassment. Then we start the case or whatever, we start the court case or whatever the case may be. We find out that nothing never happened, but his name has been sabotaged. Coaches are mm-hmm. getting crazy. He's been dragged through the media. So now he's got to try to restore his name because of this lie that was fabricated by this individual. How do you think he's going to be looked at by the organization? I mean, does Cleveland now look at him with a side eye? You know, that he's going to a new nah, or no? When did Trump tell him? I don't think Cleveland, <laughs> hey, nah, I don't <laughs> think <laughs> Cleveland cares. They got they got a phone, baby. All you got to do is win. Listen, I'll, hey, welcome to the dog, man. What, what, already all right, so again, here I come out of, out of right field. What does that say to, about us as a society, right? This man is accused of, of all of this stuff. Again, we, we, I, I didn't, follow, I didn't uh, go in, into law. I'm, in, I'm into technology, but I'm just saying, what does that say as, for us as a society that, you know, we out there now betting on sports. We out here now buying all the memorabilia, all the I, I may have to get some of your some of your jerseys too. Don't don't we we not we gonna talk about that in a minute. But but you know we we invest in our athletes, in our sports, in our entertainment. Fan is short for fanatic. All he got to do is get right. out there and run up and down the field. All he got to do is throw a few touchdown passes. All he got to do is win. And next thing That's you know, Sean Watson well, could be in the next That's Pro Bowl. It. He could be right. I mean, we, we could just move on from this if. We did, we're the most hypocritical people in the world. That's, that's not even close. Yeah. And people, which yeah. is hypocritical. Yeah. And, and, and I, very I throw your man up the bus, uh, uh, James, but they did it, they did it with, with Rappersburger. God, you same same as, as I was talking, I knew you was going to bring up my Steelers, but yeah, you know, right? I mean, but ben, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying got away with it. Him, him oh, in particular, right. he, right. he, he committed, he did this. They swept it under the rug as best they could. They tried to keep it out of the he was charged. It went away so quietly, and he just kept on winning. Yeah. No one ever brought it back up again. Ben's a legend now. He's supposed to. Big Ben's, Ben's the legend all of a sudden because he kept winning. Um, the same thing. This is Deshaun Watson didn't even wreck nobody. He he was charged with massaging him, and he's been dragged through the mud like he didn't did. He didn't committed the worst crimes in the world. So right. I think I think I, 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 and I'm gonna say this bluntly. There's a race issue in there. Race, a race connotation in there, and the fact that Ben did continue to win. The winning trumped everything in this case, whether you did a criminal charge or not. Unfortunately, it trumps everything. And Deshaun's still gonna have to prove himself as a winner to clear his name and, and put in the bank burner. But he's been slandered all over social media and the, yeah. and the news where Ben was so quiet. Some people don't even know Ben committed sexual assault and rape on this girl in a bathroom. In a restaurant. At the at, at the end of the day, when you're talking about NFL owners or NBA owners or any owners of the big time organizations on planet Earth, it's all about the bottom line. Wow. They want you to win so that they can continue to make money. We'll sweep that under the rug. This too shall pass. And guess what? The show must go on. That's just the way it works. The show yeah. must go on. Yeah. I agree with I agree with Ron. I hear this comment. Remember, there's three sides. Yeah. Yep. There's no 
No question. The truth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. No question. That is that is crazy, man. Loving all the engagement, loving all the interaction with the with the folks that are listening and watching. Look, I see y'all over there on Twitter too. Come on over now. You can't leave comments on Twitter. Come on, come on over to YouTube. <laughs> Listen, we we got first round draft choice, Kelly Smith in the building. We we got Mister Bangles, Mister Mister Packers. Uh, hold on, where better yet, Mister Oregon, he Mister Duck. Call no, no, see, Oregon. I, I, I talk about Oregon, Oregon right because I'm a beaver. Yeah. I, listen, I'm, we're not going to talk about Oregon. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll forgive you. We'll forgive you for that. You all right? We'll well, forgive listen, you. They, they gave my son some news. <laughs> that's why we beavers. They got, you got be to take week, I'll be there this weekend, too, walking around campus. Just, just I'm going to be out there seeing what's going on. But um, let's take advantage of the fact that we got you here. We we can go through these topics, and and, and we will. They're they're kind of more, more short in terms of the, the discussion, but... Montel brought up about NIL, right? And, you know, name, image, and likeness, folks, we talk about that on, on the stream a lot. And you, you guys know we talk about that. But that wasn't a case that wasn't available to you, right, when, when, when you were playing. What, what, what are your thoughts? And, and Montel, I'll let you continue the discussion, but I, I want to be cognizant of the fact that we, we've got this man here. Now that the NCAA is uh, letting star athletes be compensated for their name, image, and likeness. Again, not something that you had to, uh, the ability to take care, take advantage of, but what are your thoughts about the whole process, the whole transfer port, everything that's surrounding that? And then I know where Montel wants to go once you ask, once you answer this first question, we want, we want to get a little bit more deeper into kind of the social pieces of that, but I'll let you talk about it. Well, you know, right now we're dealing with uh, college free agency, just like NFL free agency. It, it's college wow. free agency um, at its highest, you know, and one thing that Nick Saban said to me, and I actually posted on my Twitter, he talked about the collective, right? That wasn't what the NIL was supposed to be about. And with the collective, you have some of them programs that were able to beat the rules, if you will, a la Texas A&M. They found the loophole. They was able to beat the rules. They was able to sign one of the top recruiting classes in the history of man. And now we'll see if they can put that together and parlay that into a national championship. But um, again, until you go out there and win, like we said, you can get all them five stars, all them four stars that you want. Because a lot of the people that's doing the ranking and stuff like that, they never put on a jock strap. Man, you know? and when you get to- Leave Stephen look, A. Smith alone. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, and, and when, you, when you get to college, none of that stuff matters, no way. They don't care if you're more than five star. You got you to gotta put your jock strap on. You got to put your cleats on. Go get tape or do whatever you need to do. Get your butt out there on the field and be, and be ready to play. Man, that's, that's, that's truth right there. Mr. Riley, we see in the building, listen, James Riley, he's got his kids. His sons are actually uh, really well-respected in, in the game of football as well, so he can, he can relate to this conversation. But nice. Matt, go ahead, Montel. I, I know you want to talk about it, right? I, Just the, the, the me, aspect I, of – go, go ahead. I, I, well, my, my problem with the NIL is this – it's not structured right. It's not. It's not right. structured right, in my opinion. Right. I believe. I believe the same situation we're dealing with now. I've always. I've always said it from day one. They have not thought about the criminal element that's going to seep into NIL. Yeah. Because it's public knowledge all of a sudden now. They, and, and schools have to report it, so it is public knowledge. So I'm saying a young man in Tuscaloosa who's a quarterback is now driving around in a fifty thousand dollar car. Come on now. There's a lot of bad people driving around a fifty thousand dollar car in Tuscaloosa. So what's going to prevent? His homeboys or his friends or associates from back home from nabbing this, nabbing this grandpa and holding up for ransom to get money. I mean, we're, we're in a day and age where there's desperate times and desperate needs, and this money is just out there so prevalent to 
to 17. Actually, Mikey, what Mikey went to 16, to 16, to 18, to 16, 18, 20, 22 year olds. Where now we're not talking about here's a couple of thousand dollars for you to eat. We're talking about here's here's the life changing change in wealth for anybody to get their hands on. And I don't think they thought about that part. I think the NCAA, since they were since it's since, since, since college was crying about it for so long, about we want to be able to pay our players and do all this. I think the NCAA said, go ahead, go free will with it, do your thing, and let's see what happens. We're not there yet, but I do believe there is going to be a social criminal aspect behind this thing more prevalent than we know because we got jealousy and envy on everybody, every team. Mm. There's jealousy and envy on every team. There's jealousy and envy on people that when you made it and you didn't make it. I'm sure, Keely, when you were able to go off to the pros, there was people hating on you. People were talking bad about you, you know. So it's it's 10 times worse than it was when you did it now because the accessibility. I just have that problem with the structure because there is no structure around it right now. What are your thoughts about that? Well, here's, here's the other thing that I would say about it because um, even in the NFL, you can find different businesses that you can partner with. And then on Tuesday, you can go have an appearance at a Mercedes Benz dealership at a Ferrari in hopes of selling a car while you're taking pictures and doing autographs. So again, I would love to kind of see what type of deals that they have as far as getting these cars. Is it your car or is it a loaner car? You got to mm-hmm. take the car back in after the season. You see what I'm saying? Because the stories that I'm hearing with some of these big numbers and some of them are fabricated. Some of these guys haven't been paid yet. And that's the yeah, God out of truth. And, and that's that's millions they, yeah. they, are, they have not been paid yet. You got some guys that have been promised 20,000 pieces of NFTs. And then the booster is going to buy the NFT from you to put in your pocket. That stuff hasn't went down yet. So it looks pretty good on social media. I, I, I know some people who haven't been paid yet. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this NIL stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I know you're right on that. I know I've seen some people that they haven't been compensated for what they're saying and all that stuff. I'm saying mm-hmm. the way it's structured, the way the NCAA has structured it or what's structured right no now, question. it's no dangerous. Question. It's dangerous yeah. right now. I, I believe no it's question. a danger. You're, you're, playing, you're, you're mixing a bad cocktail with this situation. Now, I do like the team, the team NILs, where teams are selling their, their like image of likeness in order to help pay all the players. I think that's excellent. I think some of some of the teams are doing. I think LSU was the first team to do it. They're selling. They're doing the it the right way. way. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it the right way. They're paying all their players. Yeah. that's a great thing. I just mm-hmm. have a, I have a really big problem, man, with some of these players. Like I said, getting this kind of money at this young of age with very little. I mean, we already have a hard time when guys are first drafted, teaching them how to manage money, how to do these things. I can't only really imagine a sixteen-year-old, seventeen-year-old, eighteen-year-old coming into eight hundred thousand dollars or Having an eight hundred thousand dollar deal was somewhere along the line of promise to you. How easy? How do you navigate with that? And also, what about when that first flat play when the price is too much and he fails? What if this high prospect gets all this money and all of a sudden he's not productive on the field? How we haven't even talked about that impact yet, which could possibly happen. What What is that going to do to a team or to a player? Because we just know USC just signed a big NIL deal. One of their players just signed a big NIL deal. What if he's not successful? He goes home. Tell me what you think. What's going to happen? You've been there. What's going to happen if he's not serious? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that just happened with Spencer Rattler. You know, Spencer Rattler yes. signed a huge deal. And next thing you know, Caleb comes in. He's balling. Spencer got a transfer out of there. Caleb gets a deal at USC. And now Oklahoma is shopping for another quarterback. We could talk about mm-hmm. DJ Ugalele. 
another uh, millionaire. Yeah. Again, we got to be able to see the books. We got to be able to see the contracts to make sure that these youngsters is getting that money. But he was another one that didn't have a big year uh, like they mm-hmm. expected him uh, to it's have. Yep. Mm-hmm. Perspective uh, alone, um, I-, I think it's very dangerous with what they're doing right now. You're right. The NCAA boss step in and, and, and regulate some of the rules and stuff like that. But Hats off to Texas A&M, man. They, they found the loophole. They was able to discover some money from some of them boosters. They got some youngsters into their school. And let's be quite real about this. Yeah. Been doing it for years, baby. Oh, they, they, they did, prior to the NIL, they've been doing it for years. You know? Yes. So yeah. Now, I, I, I think Big Nick is kind of upset that the, the rabbit is out the hat because now mm-hmm. some of the other schools have been able to keep up with him and get well, some of them five okay. stars uh, to come to their program. I got a quick question before I interject, Jack. So with that being said, you just said it. I've always said bigger markets are going to start to swallow the small markets. And I think Nick Saban sees the writing on the wall. Like, if Texas A&M and USC can give all this money out, there's no way the boosters of Alabama are going to be in a match in the long term with the Michigans, with the with, with wow, all, because that money there is super long. Tuscaloosa got long money because the football program, them get, they got alumni money, money forever in Michigan, USC, and all this stuff. So I think Nick Saban said, hey, longevity wise, brother, I can't keep up with the Joneses because in, in a minute, it's going to be the highest play, player. It's going to be who's going to go to the highest pay, right? It ain't going to be yeah, hey, hey, I want to go because I love it. No, it's gonna, I'm going there because they're giving me a million dollars off the bat, off the rip coming out of high school. That's why I'm going there. So I think Nick Saban just seems to write on the wall like in five years, brother. He, he's Alabama might not be the top of the top of the field because they can't pay everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think I think he's calling it out and I think he's calling his boosters out. And to be quite honest with you, when you know, I'm I'm an Oregon duck, when you got Uncle Phil behind you and he's worth sixty billion dollars. <laughs> If he wanted to, he can buy every every five star on the planet, every transfer portal. But there's a reason he hasn't done it yet. You see what I'm saying? As his lawyers are probably looking at what's going on with this NIL stuff. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree. That's that old money, right? Listen, ooh, old money. That's baby. that old money, right? That, <laughs> that's some of that old money. Nothing wrong. But it's interesting, you, you, because you brought up a different dynamic than we've typically talked about, right? We, we typically talk about in Montella lead that discussion about the social element, about the the unfortunate criminal element. But you talked about, listen, some of these cats haven't even gotten their checks yet, haven't got their NFTs mm-hmm. yet. So, so they're out there doing the thing. They're, they're, they're out mm-hmm. there. You know, filling up the groceries at the at the local grocery store. They're they're out there mm-hmm. dishing out popcorn at the movie theater, waiting on that check to come through, and they haven't even got that yet. That's that's going to be a rude awakening, I think, as well. When some of them young athletes get on their social media accounts, get on their Twitter, and start talking about, hey, you know what, uh, X, Y, and Z Mercedes Benz company is is has uh, stifled me on on my fifty. You know, I'm again, I'm just just being. Uh, devil's advocate on this, but we'll see how this all works out. Mm. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. And it's happening right now here in California. We know several kids that have not been paid that play in the Pac-12 in the LA area. We know some kids that's in the SEC that haven't been paid. So wow. we'll see if those if they get those dollars. But right now, like Montel said, I'm in total agreement. They have to clean it up. 
My mom asking, where are you getting this money from? So we know Dion had one of the best recruiting classes as well. She's coming from a division, yeah. you know, from coming from a D1 AA. I've always said, I think he's changing the landscape for HBCUs. I yeah. think he's no leading them to get a TV contract, what he's doing. You know, he's spearheading mm-hmm. from them to get that big TV contract like the SEC and all they've got. What do you think? How successful do you think he's doing with his recruiting thing? And I know he says he doesn't pay players, but I don't believe it. I know somebody's giving some checks for somebody for these top recruits to come to Jackson State. But how do you feel his dynamic and his contribution and what he's doing to change the landscape of college sports? How do you feel it's going to look in the next, you know, one, three, five years from now? As far as he's concerned. I think he's doing a fun, I, yeah, I think he's doing a, a phenomenal job with the marketing. But, you know, we got to understand we were a part of the Deion Sanders era when he was playing. This is who he is. He wants all mm-hmm. the attention on him. And and from a you know sponsorship standpoint, I mean he's got bar stool, he's got Under Armour, he's got a ton of people that can get kids money um, if they need money to come to Jackson State. Now, was it a million dollars? If he said it wasn't, then I'm in agreement. It wasn't uh, for the hundred kid that actually signed with Jackson State. He said that it was a homecoming game that he went to, and I look, I guarantee that band was bumping at halftime. All the fans was going crazy. I bet Jackson State was alive, and he visualized himself playing for Jackson State. Deion Sanders was able to talk to him about everything that he went through in the in the league and how he can help him transition into the league. And that kid couldn't turn that down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. He couldn't turn that down. You've been there. The gap. What's the gap? Division one double A and Division one. Is that gap shrinking or getting bigger? And playing honestly, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely shrinking because mm-hmm. now you got a, a lot of NFL guys that are now going to the league from D1 AA, D2s. And now yeah. that Prime is at the HBCUs, they're going to start getting some combines and stuff like that to start showcasing their talent. Because at the end of the day, it's always maybe, you know, the, the Power Fives want a guy that was 6'2". Well, maybe he was only 6'1", 6'0", but he can still play. All right, so you got to go to the D2. Go to the D2, get bigger, stronger, faster, work on your speed. Make sure your eyes are where it needs to be pre-snap and post-snap. And then you'll get that opportunity to play on Sunday. And and that's exactly yeah. what's happening right now. Yeah, I believe your project, Luis Perez, is probably a great part, a great example that Luis Perez is doing this thing exactly. in the USFL. Um, yeah. I, I, I okay. think that, uh, and I think parents need to listen to something to a comment like that. They need to understand. Uh, I talked to Shane McClure in South Southern Utah. He was saying, mm-hmm. You got to find the perfect fit, the marriage, the school that wants you and you want the school. That's right. where your success comes. When you have one or the other that's hesitant on, on each other, it's it's never successful. And it's never successful. If the college don't want you and you want to go there, or the you know the new coaching staff comes in and don't want you, it's never successful, and vice versa. If you want to be there, they don't, you know, it's all, it has to be a perfect marriage when success kind of thrives. And that's what I that's what I that's what I tell my quarterbacks all the time. Like, listen, this quarterback right now, his name is Jack Sears. He was at USC. He went to transfer to Boise State. And now he's talking about sitting this year out because he's in a portal and a power five didn't uh, decide to take him. Hmm. At the end of the day, the NFL recruiters are going to find you, but they got to have something that they can evaluate. When the ball is on the left hash, how many times did Jack Sears throw the ball clear across the field? Was it 10 times? How many times was he accurate? How many times did Jack Sears hit a bang eight? How many times did Jack Sears hit a curl route? How many times did Jack Sears throw a 50-50 ball on a goal ball? 
How many times the Jack Sears had to scramble, step up in the pocket and make an awkward throw? All they need is something to evaluate. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell these guys. You know how it is, Montel. We struggle in San Diego to try to convince these guys to go yep. D1, double A, or D2. Nah, man, I'm just going to go Juco. I think I can play Power 5. But here's the thing. Because of the portal, you can go D2, D3, D1, double A, get bigger, stronger, faster, jump back in the portal, and then try to bump up. And they still won't listen. You know? Yep. So yeah, I mean, we, you know, yeah. Go ahead. You, 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 you even want recruiting one-on-one things we talk about all the time. I just think, I think parents, kids, and even it's just being the social, social aspect because these kids are social media. That social aspect right there, kids got to understand the process. Remember, remember, in college football, there's only 125 teams, right? There's only three quarterbacks on each team. So you got to be the top 300 quarterbacks to go make a Division One, Division One squad. Top 375, right, to be in the Division One squad, to be, you know, for exact numbers. There's only 300 starting. That means you got to be better than the top 300 that are there already. And from that 300, it shrinks down to 32 if you want to go in the NFL. So 10%, you got to be you got to be part of the 10% rule in order to get in there. And I think most kids, 90, 90% of kids aren't developed yet to go at that level. Like you were, right. you were developed already when you went to that level. Most guys that are going to have level those guys that you see that are freshmen starting in, in, in college, they're already developed. They've developed young men. Most of them, it takes them a year or two to develop, get the strength, get the speed, get the IQ that they need to do in order to perform and play at that level. And I think they don't see that. They just see stars. Most kids are just chasing stars. They're chasing, chasing stars. They're just chasing the, the opportunity. They're not chasing the process, what it takes in order to get there. And, that, and that's that's all, that's talent's fault. I think that's more parents' fault mm-hmm. than it is kids' fault because what you put in front of them is what they're going to go eat. I put college education in front of my kids, not football, not sports. Let's go get this, this piece of paper because I know that's going to last you a lifetime. The sports comes on top of it. That's that That's that frosting on the cake. I don't have the cake first. Then you get the frosting all you want. You can eat as much frosting as you want after that. But, you, but we got to, I think that process got to really be understanding. It's really, like you said, I think Kelly, it's starting to fall into the social impact, it is holding in the social impact because our kids are being hindered from giving college education because they're chasing the sometimes a dream that they ain't going to come true, to be honest with you. It's not going to come true. true. No. And you got to always remember what the end goal is. The end goal is always the education. And the yep. end goal is to be a pro or some type of ownership, whether you own a real estate company, whether you're going uh, into mm-hmm. the tech world or whatever the case may be, because I tell my guys all the time, you football, we're passing through. High school, passing through. Mm. College, passing through. Now we're in the pros. You got to start making some decisions. You're going to be part of the mm-hmm. 1% in the NFL, or you're going to try to be a part of the 1% in the working world. You're going to try to get your salary to six digits where you're doing something to provide for your family. And again, Montel, you got some guys that listen and you got some guys that don't listen. You know? yeah. So I look up all the time and I get phone calls all the time. Coach Smith, can you help my son with this or help him with that? I'm just shaking my head, and guess what we do, Montel? We pick up the phone and help him anyway. We don't told him exactly. <laughs> we don't told him exactly what to do. They don't listen, and just yeah. kind of hard. We still try to help him anyway. So yeah, I'm yeah, I stop I, doing what we're doing, man, and that's just what it is. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let, let's let's tail it off of that, man, because I don't think we touched on some of the things that you're doing today, right, right now, Kelly, right. With, with the kids and out there and, and getting them right and getting them ready, 
right? So talk a little bit about the the, the camps and the things of that nature that, that you're working in and working on right now. Yeah, we got a, a camp coming up right now called Senegal Spotlight, and uh, Montel has helped with that. Montel has always been in my corner with anything uh, that I'm doing. And, you know, we want to start ranking some of the kids in San Diego and creating a platform that we can use to help these kids get a uh, college education. Um, outside of that, you know, I've got several quarterbacks that are in college right now. I think the number is at about 15 or 16. Uh, hopefully they can have a good year this year so they can start to transition into uh, the NFL. And then we can start the business aspect of life and teaching them uh, the right decisions to make on and off the field. And yeah, my son is right there. I'm looking at the Twitter right now. My son is coming up. I'm extremely yeah. happy about that. He's creating some buzz on Twitter. We're here for here first. DJ will be the number one quarterback in the nation by this senior year. James, I've seen this kid when he was young. He's in junior high. He's throwing the balls like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a little He's going to be good. He's going to be all right. Yeah. He's a freshman. He's 6'5 as a freshman. What y'all eat? What y'all eating down there? And so I was well, down there last weekend. What y'all? And, 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 and he can swing. And he can swing the rock, man. He can swing the rock. I, I'm telling you. I know. I know people. You know. I know they always have these 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 non-committable offers go out and all this thing. But I'm I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give you as a foster and his roles. Cause we talked about a lot of stuff. You're like, bro, I'm not going nowhere till I get DJ right ready to go. Yeah. And I, yeah. There, he, he will be the number one. High school prospect his senior year. I'm, I'm I'm telling you guys that right now. He's very he's just and, guy and, yeah. And look, Montel, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. The, the the guys that I've talked to in the NFL and in college, when they say that they don't have the opportunity to spend time with their kids, they don't have the opportunity to go pick their kids up from school, drop their kids off at school, go to their youth football games and stuff like that. I wasn't gonna put myself in that position. You mm -hmm. know, I've, I've I've seen Jeff Tepper sit in the office from 6 a.m. in the morning to like 11 p.m. at night to where guys are pulling out mattresses and sleeping in the office. Wow. Wake up, go jump in the shower, brush your teeth, and now we're going to go have some breakfast and we're doing it over again. The wife comes on Saturday, gives them a kiss after the game or whatever the case may be, but they are stuck in the office because guess what? Big business requires you to be at your desk to win football games. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to do that with my family and my kids. Yeah, yeah, man. I, and I remember we talked about all that, like, wow, I could be worth the next level and all that stuff. And you always express that to me that you would never do that to your son. And I commend you mm -hmm. for it. Because I know a lot of people, like we said, we know a lot of people in the business that does do it. But I could see him maturing. Like I said, I remember him throwing them all in sixth grade. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to be cool. He's going to be good. And now to see him, he's a young man. He's a young man. He's a 6'5". I think he's 6'5", 190, right? 6'5", Yeah, 6'5", 201 is what he's Come on, 201. something in the water down there. Yeah, give me give, give me the one. Give me the one. Yeah, I'll give you the one. He's only 14 years old. 14? He ain't going to be 15. 15. Oh, 15. He's about 15 years old. Yeah. About to get bigger, stronger, and faster. And, man, I commend you. I commend you for a man, and I, I can't wait to see I know you where you want him to go. I ain't going to ask you where where you want him to go, but I ain't going to get all the offers he's going to get and, and do his thing at the next level. I think he's going to be a really good sight to see. We're going to hear his name. I think we'll hear his name in the NIL not too long from now either, but he's going to be, he's, he's definitely a special young man, but I have to commend you on that big time.
Yeah, we we got some stuff we working on behind the scenes, but again, we're gonna do it right. It's time for him to start branding himself. He's got to trademark his logo. He's got to go to GoDaddy and um, purchase that. You know, we got to talk about the yeah. life insurance and putting his money in the right place and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, we definitely gonna educate him and make sure he's good to go. Man. See. That's see, that's doing it the right way, right? Right. So we, we could we could go for like two more hours, just again as I start. Right, got, bring me back anytime. Behind them, and and you, mm. you're just such a an, an interesting case because again, you you were there, right? Again, day right. the night night one, you got your name called, right? And and so you have been in those rooms, you have been on on the field, you know all of the mm. the, the lights, camera, and action, and all that, and to have you. As a father talking to a son who's going to come right up behind you, that, that's just that's just an interesting situation. So, shouts out to you and, and kudos to you, your family, right for for, for, for that work right there. Wanted to bring this comment up because again, Mr. Riley is down in your neck of the woods as well. He says his son realizes he made the wrong choice when he chose his first D one program, but he got that degree and has jumped into the portal, selected another place to finish his football career. Education first, sports second. No question. Yeah. yeah. No question. Yeah. I, 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 right I, I believe in that moniker. I always believe in that moniker because I, I like to play the long game. You know what I'm saying? I, I I know for a fact how hard it is to make it to that league and then to be sustainable. And, and really to make money in the league, you got to be there for, what, five years now before you get pension, right? I think it's five years. Four before years, you get pension. yep. You you get before you get so you got to be on the active roster for four years before you get that long-term money in the NFL. Mm. I don't think people understand how hard that is to play at that level and sustain it for four years. Like it, it's this it's really hard to be that guy for four years. Even if you're gonna be a bitch player, it's very hard. So I always tell kids, you know, make sure you get you you figure out how to get that piece of paper because take that money and go invest in something or build your own business or set yourself up for life with your education behind it where you can work for the next 20 years but you have that big nest that you have a nest egg behind you. Um it's hard though, because you know that that's a hard conversation to have with a lot of young young people because they all think they're gonna make it. Um, that education thing is the one key that gets us on the playing field with the machine. You know what I'm saying? The mm. machine, like right. with, with the other people in the economy, the, the other society. That education gets us on the playing field. It doesn't make us equal, but it gets us on the playing field. We know what happens when you don't have that education, right? No question. Yeah, most of them stay, you know, stay down in the in the bottoms, and you know, do have to take illegal, have to take penitentiary chances on to make on in order to make life work. Right? We don't. Want, I, I, love, I, I, I had an opportunity to see Alave this weekend at San Diego State. Obviously, he's from San Diego. His dad grew up in Skyline, the same area that I grew up in. And I said, if I had any advice for him, take your signing bonus and put it up and live like you don't even have it. You can put mm -hmm. that in life insurance or whatever. You can draw a salary off of that. And you'll be you'll be good to go. You know, your parents' yeah. money, your your salary for the year and all that old type of stuff. Okay. That's what you can kind of function off of. We can get our houses, we can get our cars, let's start a business. Don't go too crazy. But at the end of the day, put that money up because I always look at Bobby Bonilla. And that Bobby Bonilla contract is one of the best <laughs> contracts in the history of man. money, boy. Not man. My goodness great. That hey. That was genius right there. I'm looking at Lee Steinberg right now, like, Lee, what about you? Yeah. I did that. You know, that was yeah. bad. That's, that's the baddest contract ever. ever. There, there should be some college courses on that. They, they really should. Hey, that's a whole nother topic with the indoctrination and all that stuff. 
let's touch base on that in about 45 days. You know, so yeah, that should, that should definitely be a college course. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Man, man, hey, Akili, first and foremost, brother, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge. That's one thing. Two, man, congratulations on being inducted in the Junior College Hall of Fame. That's, that's, that's number two. Number three, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a peel a little scab back, and, and I'm going to talk about how disappointed I am in the ESPNs, the CBSs, and the Fox Sports, because I don't know if they ever reached out to you, but they haven't reached out to you hard enough to get you on to be a guest analyst. And I think your resume speaks mm. more value than a lot of guys that are on there. Um, I, you know, you're better than, you're, you're, your resume is better than the Brady Quinn's. You know, it's just as good as the Matt Miners. You know, he's got the one that's kept it's just as good as the Matt Miners. What's the boy from Washington State, Ryan Lee? Your, your resume is way better than Ryan Lee's. Boy, you but all hey, all go ahead on. Drop a name. No, I'm thinking about I'm, I'm being honest because yeah. I think all those guys, not only did they get their roses, but they got an opportunity. You know what I'm saying? They get their opportunities to go on Saturdays to talk about sports and how to break it down and break down plays. And I think my man's resume speaks just as more powerful but that extension hasn't either been handed out or hasn't been handed out hard enough for them to attract you to at least come on Saturdays where you can come and drive out to L.A. and do, and do your thing. You're not in the back. You're not in some, some backwoods place. You're right in, Los, in the Los Angeles, greater Los Angeles area, greater area of Southern California where they can pull you. And I think you don't get the kudos, you, but you do for your accomplishments, man. And I really do. I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I think you, you transcended a lot of things and opened up a lot of doors that people don't want to give you credit for. And like I said, Oregon owes you everything because you 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 put them on the map. You know, before you came there, Oregon, no one, everyone was watching Arizona and USC. Achilles Smith stepped on the scene, and now Oregon's on the scene, and they and they ain't fell off the same sense. So, man, congratulations yeah, with all that. For real. Yeah, thank you, Montel. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, just listen, this this is what it's all about. Glad we had the opportunity to have you on and, and talk. Uh, I like what Mr. Riley said. Yeah, bring, bring, bring Coach Smith back soon. Listen, what, what, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you got, like, I always say, <laughs> anytime you, you got keys to the front door, just just come on in, right? Just don't eat all the food, but you, you, you can come yeah. in at, at any time and then let's chop it up because there's so many more items that we could have discussed. And again, just someone from your perspective to 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 hear what it's like again in that locker room behind the scenes going through the process yeah. which we talked about would love to hear that especially for the youngsters so someone like James Riley yes. right he he's out there coaching as well and his his sons are out there playing the game so he's got an intimate knowledge to what's going on behind the scenes so let's 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 see what we can do and keep keep that moving uh, Kelly, tell okay. folks where they can find you moving forward, man, because I'm definitely going to put a couple of links like your Twitter account and some things like that in the description. But tell folks where they can find you, man, moving forward. Yeah, definitely on Twitter. You can find me at uh, Akini Smith. There it is right there. And then I'm on Facebook under Akini Smith as well. Um, be careful with the Akini Smith page on Instagram. I have been hacked. So I'm in the process of trying to uh, oh, okay. get that Hold back, on. So that, that's not I'm you? Because when that, I went and looked at it, I said, who is <laughs> Right. Had, I'm glad you said that. I'm picture. glad you said yeah. that. I was like, wait a minute. You notice I didn't put it up. Nah, no, nah, that's not me. So look, <laughs> I had to put my face all on the screen with Instagram and to the side and turn it that way. So I'm in the process of trying to get my Instagram back right now. Trying to get it. If it doesn't happen, okay. I got to start it. Yeah, I'll get it back. But I'm not hard to find. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. DM me anytime. I love talking about life, football. It doesn't matter. And um, if I don't have the answers, 
um, I will try to find the answer for you. I love it, man. Love it, brother. Appreciate that. Listen, Martel, tell folks, man, right? Every every Tuesday we come on, we try to talk about uh, the social impact of sport. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we try to bring the real and bring different perspective. And, you know, I always look through that per- another person's lens, right? This time we got to look through a professional athlete's lens. Yes, sir. You know, how it's supposed to work and where they go in, in, his, in his perspective on things. So, man, we're just trying to bring a different, you know, a different twist to the, to the, to the podcast game. So we, you know, no, we, we, so we can here and then on things. Sundays, listen, Sunday, was it Sunday mornings? You got, you got straight from the horse's mouth. Talk to him now. Straight from the horse's mouth, man. Let, like, me get, you know, let me get you right. I wasn't planning on using this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Straight, straight from the horse's mouth is we cutting out the middle man for information. That's, that's bottom line. That's what it is. I, I'm, I'm connecting, you know, coaches and trainers like Akili, which I will have on the show. If you're still on that, you'll be coming on the show soon. But I want coaches, trainers. Um, people administrative in colleges to tell kids the process and get them to better understand the process, what goes on with recruiting, what goes on with administrative, what goes on to you with your academic education and, and your your uh, uh, your compliance and all the whole nine. Everything they have to do with you went up to the next level. I want to be able to have it here on this show and be able to connect the dots for kids so they don't hear from you know a relative that used to play or they don't hear from a coach or they don't hear from somebody else. They can hear directly from a guy that's in that profession. Yeah. Hold on, Keely, uh, he logged off. Oh, he logged off? Yeah, what, where he at, man? He's supposed to be behind this, this, this brother, man. He, he threw My brother jumped. It's all good. He threw it us. Jim, I just saw your, your comment, man. I don't know why they flagged that one. I'm going I'm to change your access on the channel, brother, because uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to make sure you, you, don't get, you don't get blocked like that. So I just saw <laughs> your, your comment. I appreciate you. Listen, folks, we out. Stay well. Take care of yourselves. We will be back. Uh, listen, listen, Keone. Okay. Parents need that information. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us as well. Uh, next Tuesday, we got another topic. We, well, we didn't talk about any of the other topics. We were going to talk about the Brittany Griner thing. We were going to talk about, um, what else were we going to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about homeboy. The, the swimming dude, they banned him now. They said they yeah, can't Yeah, that was going, so yeah. that yeah. will still be fresh next week. So yeah, yeah. next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, folks, we with you. We out.